Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy, he's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. I'm not Blind Mike's Daddy. <laughs> you definitely do not sound like Blind Mike's Daddy. <laughs> What's, up? The worst impressionist. <laughs> What's up, Andrew? Uh, I'm the best store Blind Mike's Daddy today. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah, so so we we um I had to go to Chris's and I had to, but I went to Chris's yesterday, so that's like uh like a ninety minute drive for me. So I saved three hours to shows for that. Um, so we couldn't tape the show Friday, and then BMD got called into work today. So um, Chris made me go over, so I made Chris do Kirkenoff. That's that's how we got here. Yeah, buddy came on. It's four twenty somewhere last night, so I had to come on here today. He was supposed yeah. to uh, make his producer debut for our show, but then BA came in. And did it instead. Yeah, and save the day, basically. So I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, so la- last night was fun. Um, Kirk, Chris, has, <laughs> Chris doesn't like to talk about Kirk on uh, his 420 somewhere, so so we'll get it out here. Um, yes, sir. But, uh, like, I think like you, you said it in the DMs a few weeks ago, like, you should start talking about Kirk just so he'll shit on you guys, and, and he'll talk about it on the show. Yeah, because that happens with you guys. You get lots of mention, <laughs> lots of uh, publicity on the show. And it's never like, oh, those guys are so great. Although he does say you're his favorite wrap-up show, the only wrap-up show. Yeah. Um, I agree with that totally. But um, he never mentions our show. We're not on his network, so I get it. Um, And I actually kind of like it better that way. I want people that watch our show to not necessarily equate us with them, but they can because it's it's the same people. Yeah, of course. Um, I I think we have one listener who isn't a Kirk fan. Oh, is it? Is it Bill McNeil? Without oh, maybe them? two. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Bonnie because she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> pay attention to the world at all, but mm-hmm. she watches everything I do because, you know, she's she's mine. <laughs> oh, she's a good girlfriend. Yeah. Wife, fiance, she's lady. Supportive. Yeah. Um, was was that your debut last night, uh, Goose? I think so. <laughs> like, yeah, college, I do a good I job of hiding his time. name. Yeah, it's fine. I figured <laughs> as long where, as I'm not tagged. Come from, by the way. So in college, uh, the last name Augustus, someone just started calling me Augustus, and then it just went the goose, and I was like the wingman in college. So that was it. Oh, I get it now. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> just kind of developed so, that way. <laughs> um, dang. Oh, what was I gonna say to you, Chris? I forgot already. Oh, well, it'll, it'll come back. So let's let's start. Let's start. Um, I thought like this week's shows were good. I mean, I know. You could probably copy and paste that from every week, like from me saying that. But I thought this week's shows, like, like they've been they've been really good lately. We got some good information about the case that we'll get to. Um, but the week just started. Like I, I love it's the same thing as as Jerry last week. I love when you see something on Twitter and you know Kirk's just gonna fucking go ham about it. And uh, that like I, when we seen that Darren Rovell stuff going up, <laughs> I was like, hell fucking yeah, Kirk's gonna go off. What'd you think yeah. about that, Chris? Um. I'll, I'll agree with you. The shows were good this week, in my opinion. <clears throat> um, when I saw the Darren Revelle thing pop up, I couldn't wait to see not only Kirk, but any anyone in the world replying to it. Because I just knew as soon as you see the first tweet, you know the rest is going to be there's going to be some some gems in there. And there, hell in yeah, replies. What, what a scumbag he is too. Like yeah. like like he he like 100 is a racist. Like the, like he can I mean, dance all he wants, but like Jesus Christ. I mean, I grew up in Lawrence, going to Lawrence Public Schools, but I will never, ever say, oh, some of my best friends are Spanish. I should be able to say the Spanish slur, which, no. Yeah, that's, which, look, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's, like, necessarily. I'm not saying he said he should say the N-word. That was a joke uh, made, though. Yeah, no, of, of course, yeah, no, he he totally, like, 
I, I, what was the original tweet? Like, oh, it's cute. Like, you would even like insinu- like insinuate yeah. that on this day. It's like, what, the, like, what the fuck? Like, I told VD like in that joke. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. He rents out the fucking the MLK suite once a year, like just to like get closer <laughs> to him. Like, like fuck that, dude. It's a national holiday because yeah. Darren Ravel celebrates MLK Day. Yeah, because one of Darren Ravel's friends. Not because of MLK. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because one day his his MLK rookie card will be worth five more dollars. <laughs> people MLK value this market correctly. I have over so nine that, that pieces of memorabilia. With the reactions to the uh, collectibles, the the oh, yeah. Parks signed uh, whatever, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Well, how do you get that? Let me get. I'll give you two Rosa Parks for ML, MLK." My my brain went right to like a like a Rosa Parks bus pass. Like I I don't yeah. like I don't know what that says about me, but I was like I wonder if that's what Ravel has, you know? Well, but, maybe, but that's that's what everyone should think because her, she's famous because of the the bus incident. Yeah, which I learned on Drunk History. I don't know if Drunk History is always accurate. That, that it actually started with like a young girl, and they were like, "Oh, that's not going to get enough news," so they did a Rosa Parks or something. I don't yeah, know if that's true. Oh, or not, but. Were you surprised to find that the beginning of any movement in this country was like half contrived? No, of course not. Like set up. Yeah, but I I was like I was like, oh damn, they should teach you this in school because like like honestly it's a good lesson to learn, but they just they gloss over that part. Of course. If it's true, I don't know. Again, it's um, I, I would go ahead and say it's probably true. Andrew, do you do you this is BMD's note. Do you know why um uh Ravel like and Kirk block each other or, or Ravel blocks Kirk, I mean? I don't know. It's I think it's my guess would be it's stemming from something in the beginning where uh, like Kirk probably says something when he's on EEI because like you think like Stephen A. Ravel, there's a lot of Peter King. There's a lot of these guys that Kirk's rubbed the wrong way. So it's uh, I'm I'm not surprised by it. And then and even being a part of my take fan, like they have that back and forth, too. So it's with, yeah. with Kirk being a big cat guy. And I'm guessing that could also probably That's... be fun of it. And it's it's. Ravel going on the Twitter space is what still confuses me the most. Like, why the hell did he think that was a good idea? That that that's some of the most asinine shit. Like, that's like I I feel like Ravel is somebody who's like never been punched in the face before, and like he just like he's like, oh no no, I'm gonna make it better by like talking my way out of it. And it's just like no, yeah. sh- like he's just a freaking loser. Um, but but I would say my guess I think is Kirk got blocks like sometimes since since he's gone to bar, so maybe. I don't know why I feel like maybe like like something where everybody was piling him on again, but I don't I don't exactly remember. Anyway, the second half of BMD's note was maybe uh, Phil McCooch can Phil will remember, and I'm sure Phil will. And he probably knew that that was coming before I even said that, that we were going to ask him to figure that out. But um, I think the other the other big news from Tuesday's show was like Cully got in contact with Guy Geller, right? So he's tra- he's making some moves on Mississippi, but. Um, Obvious, like the the huge news was the song. I think Andrew wants to play a little bit of, of the Steve's Liar Guy song because that was unbelievable. That that's the most ruthless song in, in show's history, right? I I feel it is. Yeah, but it was it was funny as hell at the same time. Yeah. What what even what's what even is like in the same vein? Like, um, oh, I guess some of the ones about Mike. <laughs> like his mom. Some of the Mike ones are, are pretty pretty ruthless, but this this one was all at an innocent party you know what i mean dave's mom really did nothing and it went right at her and it's pretty good so so that this gets brought up like a couple times like this week like what what did dave's mom mean and and i know like how dave's trying to like i think like 
everybody is speaking like a little bit of truth in this scenario. Like Dave's mom was kind of being, I won't use the word, but she was kind of being a dick a little bit. Um, See, the, I don't like, think she was. So, okay. Yeah. So, so I think Dave's mom was kind of being like, like a jerk being like, Hey, like I'm the last one you have left. But my mom for sure has been like, I'm your only mother. Like you have to be nice to me. And I know that that's what Dave is saying. Like Dave's saying, that's what she's saying. But like it, there's a reason she says it in that spot. She said she almost like Mike said, or, or, or uh, I can't remember who said it now on the show, but someone brings yeah, she up. She hesitates. Like, yeah. And she says, Oh, I shouldn't even say this. And then she does say it. it's like, she don't like, I'm not saying it's sinister, but she knows what she's doing. What do you think? Chris? Uh, I'm saying it came to her mind and she thought I shouldn't say this. And then thought, have you ever done that? Like you're in a conversation with somebody like I shouldn't say, and then they give you the, like the, the head nod. Okay. That you can get away with saying whatever it is you're going to say. I feel like she yeah. said that to gauge the waters if she could, and she didn't hear. They didn't move on or whatever, so she just went ahead and let it out, and then realized afterwards that, oh yeah, that really wasn't something I should have said on a. She does. She wasn't prepared to be on a podcast and record it. She could have said that just to Dave, and it'd be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what's like in, in like uh, the same show or whatever, or like they talk like we're talking about this from the same from the same show, but like. Ravel is like a seasoned media personality and does something like stupid online. Everybody's like, I can't believe that. And yeah. like, like, like at least Cully's mom, like, like she's not like, like, uh, I wouldn't say Ravel's a star, but she doesn't have this like media training like Ravel has. And like, yeah. like, it, like maybe it is like an accident, but like this too, like, like huge gaps. Like I couldn't believe it, but I don't know. So Andrew, want to play a song? <laughs> Shit faced again <laughs> before noon. No doubt she's had a few. A total bitch. You bet. Making Dave. Take COVID tests, not making sense. No, her voice shrieks. A perfect guest for theater near me. Most likely drank that actually would work out. while pregnant. She's happy days. In-laws are dead. Whoa, Kathy gets a pleasure by telling Dave to get fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen to us speak, we know why Dave is so dummy Yeah, he just needs to admit it That his mother's a cunt You know that big Chicken late In 20 years since He last got laid She said she's scared Of COVID She just don't want To watch Dave's kids His ugly Oh, Especially wrong. Chase, oh, Rocky Dennis oh, had a better face. Oh, She's Christ. such a mess. We all can see, but Dave won't say it. He's a pussy. Whoa, Kathy gets her pleasure by telling Dave to get fucked. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Scared to say it that that bitch really sucks. You know he just needs to admit it that his mother's a cunt. They don't wanna say it, but his mother's a cunt. They don't wanna say it, but his mother's a cunt. I love it. It's.
does if if a song like that about big any one of Big Steve's family members does Steve play it? No, no, it no exactly. It, that, and that was that was Chris's point. I think I don't know if he made it last night or if he made it pre-show, but right that like that that. I wouldn't say like like proud that the word proud came up this week in one of the calls. That's funny, but like like good on Cully for playing that, right? Yeah, he didn't run from it. He he recognized that we, as fans we were probably going to laugh at it, and he he didn't worry about how it affected or or he it didn't affect him. He he showed that he he wasn't sensitive. He does have that thick skin, and I'll give that to Cully. He has a much thicker skin than some people in the world, even Steve. Oh my! Oh yeah, for sure. And like, it didn't affect him until the next day when his wife heard it. Um, and that, so we we learned about that on Wednesday's show. Does like does Cully bring up how she heard it? Um, and I and do, I didn't expect if he brought up how she heard it, but the fact that he's saying that his wife heard it and there was some uh, dissension in the household yeah, made so it better. What what was like? And again, like. It's probably on me, not on Kelly. You probably said this, but like, wh- like, what was she mad about? She was mad about like them joking about her mom's death, or like, or like, was she was mad for Dave's mom? Like, I didn't understand why she was. I mean, mad she recently like, lost her mom, so all of that is fair game. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and I've that that I'm that has never happened to me. Like, I I like hoping that you know what I mean. But like, like I'm not I'm I haven't had to grieve like that yet, so I I don't quite understand it. But I I just was like I couldn't understand if she was mad. Like, cause like her mom does like, obviously like that story gets mentioned, but like, it is really just a song shitting on like her mother-in-law. Like I would, like my mother in is great, but like, I'd probably laugh at that. Yeah. But if she has a real, uh, a connection to Dave's mom, like if they're that close, that's true. And then she's a female who will be a mother-in-law at some point. I don't know. It's an emotional time, sensitive time. I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, I do, but I part of me because I'm I'm so spiteful. I was like I was like no, I'd probably be like probably right, like, <laughs> you know, like like the kind of like like the Kirk angle of it, where like well, good, I'm glad she got yelled at for that or whatever. She got made fun of for that, but so so you're basically just saying Dave's wife should just cheer up. You know, no, Dave's no, wife I, I, like, cheer that's up, a, I'm I'm Get saying over. I'm saying I, I don't under like like because of like how spiteful I am and not being like, like not being able to like relate to like the position she's in. Yeah. Like I, I am saying like, I would be like, well, your mom does suck Dave, like, or whatever. Clip of the week. Yeah. Buddy says Dave's mom does suck. Well, I say, I say if, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just leaving it alone. Cause I'm only going to make it worse. <laughs> but I think what was it? I think it was Mike on Wednesday's show even made up the good point though, because Steve's the Steve's a liar guy. He's, He's not one of these fans that if you don't play his song, he's gonna like DM Kirk or DM someone and like make a stink about it. So I think it's it's as Chris was saying, it's it's a it was an opportunity for Dave to easily bury the song if he wanted to, but he I think he did the right thing for the show and I think that's why you're seeing now him coming into his stride more now. Technically, as a producer, no one's better than Steve Wright. Like he from a technologic standpoint, but uh, from like, getting like the world, Colin Ainge, I think, starting to make more. I was always getting confused as to why there weren't as many like prank calls coming in because knowing as many as we've done and submitted um, for that. So it, it was good to see overall, and I, I it made me well, laugh. Well, what do you what what do you think the reason is that for? You guys, you you know that you've sent in a lot of prank calls. Why do you think they're not getting? Do you, do you think they're not up to snuff? And Cully understands that, or do you, or do you think something nefarious like BMD? It's. 
I think it's just Mike Cully doesn't think that it's good, and I think it, it got to fit into the show. It's some of the calls. Just I don't know if it has to fit into the show. Just go by how Cully brought up the song about his mom. He jumped right on that. He didn't wait. You know what I mean? He didn't wait for Kirk to ask for songs or a song to to be naturally brought up in conversation. He shoehorned that in right at the beginning of that as, show. As as long as like the way that like the the callers are relating content back to KMS isn't like as long as they're not making say Mike's mom's jokes, like they're all kind of like rel- or like like it's something I talked about the, on the show two weeks ago. Like they're all kind of like relevant. I I um. I, like I listen along when you guys call some of those shows and just like crack the crack up too. But I, I, I think like I asked you the question because I think maybe Cully thinks that the calls aren't good enough. Like, and not saying that like there should be a call to action, you know. But I'm just I think maybe that like that's why they're not getting played, right? I, I but, think Cully's not as big a fan of the prank calls in general. Oh, so Cully's not a fan of Tim and Ken. Chris, Chris clip of the week, boom, got it. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's not a. Not necessarily a fan of that. He gave the he he pitifully gave him a B on his uh his uh parody of uh at a theater near me, at yeah. a, a porn house near me. Which which BMD BMD offered that to us if we wanted to play this at the end of the episode, and I very quickly declined because that made me uncomfortable. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what would he call that if that was an actual show? What would he call that? Would it be load of the uh, a load near me? Um, at a tish, in in a tissue near me. Yeah, that's you know that's, what I mean? that's the move. Yeah, are, are we going to just said, brush right? over the fact that Cully said that he would happily watch a teenager masturbate in the theater? Oh no, we're going to get to that, but that's Thursday. Oh, oh we're right, yeah. well, believe me, we'll talk about that. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, my strange. phone closed, and I missed. I had to reopen the format you sent me. Well, we're all friends here. No big deal. Um, this is and, much more professional than what I do, though. By the way. Oh, this my favorite. Much better. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like my favorite part of the 420 show is I know I like I'm I'm like an extra voice there, so I just chime in every once in a while, and then I just like kind of listen and watch a football game like in the distance the whole time, and like that's that's my favorite part about going on because it really is just a hang for me. So I'm like, that's why I don't I definitely don't. That, that's what the whole show is. It's yeah, just sure. a hang. It's not there's not a uh, a structure to it. It's for it's for the boys, you know. Yeah, that's what it's for. Andrew, what's this clip BMD wanted you to grab? Oh, I don't know what it is. So the clip he wanted me to grab was just uh, a very short clip of Michael Geary talking about his mother. Oh, <laughs> I remember it. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought I didn't know. Uh, I I, just, I didn't know if it was like, uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. No, it, he um, it was in the middle of a conversation, and then just Mike kind of at the wayside calls his mom a whore. Well, they they teed him up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And he had the classic Mike delivery. She's a real whore, my mother. <laughs> She's a real whore. You see. <laughs> you get the joke, don't you? Yeah. I love what Mike does that. Um, I think, so there was a couple other, like, like um, big moments on Wednesday's show. I Not that this is a big moment for us, because, like, we're kicking off. We're not going to fucking talk about this. I'm glad Kirk did, though. Um, Ken got the job at EEI. Probably the move they should have made, like, a while ago. But also, like, I don't know. Fuck them. I, were, you, were you guys loyal EEI listeners? I was a big-time EEI listener from way back. And um, I listened to bef- before Kirk got on with uh, KNC, but I was, I was the all-day listener. I would put it on, and then it would be on in the car, and then it would be on, you know, wherever I had access. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, at this point, since since Kirk left and the state of 
talk radio in general. I, I, I'm 46, but I'm just getting into all the different podcasts and whatever. So I don't listen to the radio in the car. Long story short, mm-hmm. it's either a podcast or music streaming. So I don't have much use for EEI. So what they do is their business. Yeah, that's it never wasn't. But I, I mean, I, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, that's kind of where I am too. Where like I, I used to listen all the time. Now I, I, to, I'm a kimp. To be honest, I left because they did Kirk Dirty. So I'm like, fuck you guys. Like they own the Red Sox too. Like I hate that. Like it's like real. Oh, I love the Red Sox though. I'm sorry. I, no, no, I know. And, and like I don't. That's I don't judge you for that. No big deal. Like you're you're weird, but no big deal. Um, oh, I'm weird for much more than that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Much much more than that. But like, uh, um, yeah. So I've I've been out on them for a while, but I I I wonder how many fans they really like I, i'm sure it's not the number of people who listen to kirk's show but i wonder how many fans they really lost just by being like like i, I well actually you could just kind of do the numbers right the like, they, they, like tons and tons of listeners just by being like idiots like we're being like dicks you know it's one of those yeah. things like when i because my summer job was cutting grass so i always had the headphones and i always had eei on and that was just my day and and when Kirk left, it's just the whole like the whole attitude changed. It wasn't fun. It wasn't entertaining. It was this person plays this. It position. was stick to sports. Yeah, yeah Sporto, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I love sports. I mean, I grew up playing sports my whole life, but if you talk about the same thing over and over again, it just gets boring and it just gets stale. And that's why it made Kirk so great at it by throwing in all the other aspects of it. I mean and- you can't and get the once, Gary Tangway stuff. Like the Tangway stuff is hilarious. Yeah, and and once someone pokes a hole in like that sporto like fabric for you, like it's over too. Like Kirk just like pointed out how like he's like you you really want to listen to the same shit five days a week. I was like, how the fuck did I not notice that's whatever? Like all week, then I'd be like, oh good, it's like it's Thursday. They'll change it like a little bit, or they'll react yeah. to another game or something. But mostly like besides for Kirk's show, besides for Kirk and Jerry, like. It, it was the same, okay, the Bruins in the playoffs, we'll talk about the Bruins four hours a day or eight hours a day, yeah. whatever. Like, I did, I again, I'm, I'm a stupid person. Kirk points that out all the time. But, like, that's, like, he, he, he like, ruined, like, sports talk radio for me because I was like, oh, shit, this is terrible. Like, how did I not but, notice this? So I feel so similar, but, like, when I would listen, I remember listening, and there would be, like, a Patriots loss. And you could listen. I, I wouldn't listen on Monday. But then I would throw it on Tuesday, but I wouldn't listen all week because it's all going to be rehashing the loss until like Thursday or Friday. And then they would talk about the upcoming opponent and then I'd be in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Turn the page like that when they started with the, yeah. when they would do that, it'd be better. Yeah. I think, so there were two other like, like things from uh, Wednesday's show. So I guess we'll do we'll stick to EEI and then we'll, then we'll get to the other big one. Um, Mutt is awesome. Mutt's the fucking best, dude. <laughs> like I thought for sure that that like, cause I know like, I got we got I got to do this thing for my friend Ziggy Robinson. I got to get him unblocked. Like I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but like we got to figure out a way to get Ziggy unblocked by Mutt because Mutt's so fucking great, dude. Minute fans call. He just he's he like he rolls within his stride. Yeah, totally. Like shits on Chris Clemmer at the same. He's just like you can't beat him. But he knows he knows what the references are, so he can play along, and he he does masterfully in doing it in a safe way that doesn't get him in trouble at EEI. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I will, like, maybe this is, like, stupid of me, but I will, like, commend the EEI for not sh- shitting on him more. Like, for kind of, and kind of allowing him to do that because nobody else talks about him. It seems like there's, like, like you're not allowed to speak about Kirk at EEI. But people will call in about, like, these, like, niche, like, Kirk topics and has, like, okay, he deflects and he jokes for, like, a minute or something and gets rid of them. But he, but he has a good time with them. 
But it's yeah. also they take advantage of him. I mean, like I'm I'm assuming his pay is not as high as it should be, and they're just keeping him around. And he, he, he's one of those people that kind of just lingers on for it. So it's, I mean, I I can't give EEI that much credit when they're probably they're definitely underpaying him. Are they though? Is is he on that the daytime contract? Is that that might be out by now? No, like, I, I like mean, when that, he got when he got the the host job. I think that's probably gonna be done and wrapped up at this point because they wouldn't have given him that long of a contract to start just because it's so new and so different from being i, I feel yeah, like I if, if you're not the so. big name star you're not getting paid big money anyway like i'm always shocked when you hear like what the the evening radio even or tv people make for money like oh, for yeah. a year and then i look at what i personally make and i'm like well you your life isn't glamorous with only making that much do you know what i mean yeah oh yeah kirk popped that bubble for us too because like like he he would say like oh what do you like he'd ask like reamer how much he was making on air or or like he'd yeah. say well I, I know what those guys are making they're making like like producers don't make that much money and though and he would like throw out whatever it was thirty thousand forty two thousand something like that yeah like and i i same thing chris i'd hear that and i'd be like i am a dope like i have only my associates degree i'm like i make more I like i in my head i'm like i would much rather have that job than the job that I have, but I would make less money. Why would I want? That? Yeah, I would need to have a second. I would still need to do my my day job, so to speak. And I'd also I like to that. point out: this is the point of the show where we'd like to point out: we, none of us have talent. None of us could really do that. Like we know that. But just if in a crazy world where they would offer us that money, like I'd have to say no. Like it's just not. It's, it's less yeah. than what I make. Yeah, like even yeah. when I started as a reporter, I was making twenty three or twenty four a year. As when a, was that? And I was working as a reporter at PRO in Providence. And yeah, but like, you got to talk to the real buddy Cianci. That's that's what's, that's where the, the bonus was. No, but then like even now in like my most recent thing, like I, my the raise I just got is more than I was making there, and it's just there's so little money in it unless unless you are like Chris said the the big name person. And the other thing that I, yeah. I think Kirk really broke down for me too is that how disingenuous a lot of these hosts are simply because you see Kirk, how quickly he can turn on sporty R McKenzie and like just easily talk about everything and just know it's all bullshit. How many times has he told us, Oh, I didn't even watch the game. I was just bullshitting. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I watched the highlights on ESPN before the show started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the best, but ha have you never done that in a conversation with somebody? Someone brings up right a now. game that wasn't necessarily your home team or whatever, or you didn't have a betting interest. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday Night Football last night. There was uh, yeah, the Raiders. You see that one play where the guy missed a kick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like oh yeah, I seen everybody on Twitter talking about that. That's that's like the new yeah. move. Or like oh oh, oh like or I saw the highlight on Twitter or something. But yeah, yeah but you'd yeah. think like a sports talk show host, you'd like hope they'd actually watch and have more different than what Lazy Me can do. They're getting they're getting paid to do sure, that. Sure, but half the talent is making it seem legit, even if it ain't. Yeah. Like everything else in the world, and I think I think maybe most guys are still like that. Just Kirk was like at the end not a sporto, so he's like I'm not staying up till eleven thirty to watch the end of this like the Super Bowl. Yeah, he would like like he said, but like oh it's a Wednesday night Red Sox game. Like I'm not staying up till eleven like for that. Uh, yeah, but I get the feeling on a lot of stuff Kirk kind of overplays his not sporto. You know what I mean? I think he's into some of it still. But just more on the periphery. He has other things he'd rather be doing. He's not going to sit in front of the TV for four hours watching a football game that he doesn't have an interest in. Yeah, yeah. He's back in on the past, though. We know that. Yeah, so, uh, and he jinxed him. <laughs> yeah, I did see a lot of people saying that, that Kirk was a big jinx for him. Like, every time he, he mentioned them, they lost. But um, I, I'm, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. He is legit a craft guy, and I get that. Although... 
the the one famous interaction with Kirk and Kraft was uh, Kirk was uh, periscoping, and he bumps into Kraft at the Super Bowl that one year, and Kraft thinks he's Portnoy. Oh, <laughs> I, I vaguely remember that. To be honest, it was hilarious. <laughs> because then when Kraft is gone, Kirk is like, "I think he thought I was Portnoy." <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. What do you, I don't remember what, what year that was. But it was right before the the podcast started. I think. The, the, the Super Bowl before that. Because I remember it as the, a Periscope, not a part of the show. Oh, and, yeah, and he's going through, like, like um, was that the like media row or something? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think that's the one where he also got Goodell, too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the same year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just assaulted me. <laughs> that was fucking he's awesome. Fucking mad, man. So, I think, so the last thing for Wednesday show that we had, like, um... The only thing more cringy than that transition was the Nikki Glazer song. Oh my um, god, that was. Like I'm hoping I, she does a Louis Anderson one. I know, <laughs> dude. Like, I, I, like Mike said, I, like it's like a fourth grader wrote it. Like it's like she wrote it in 40 minutes and just was like, I'm gonna get Twitter applause for this. And it was. I hope she got shit on. I don't know what the response was. But that was that. Well, was somebody awful. came up with the melody and everything, and you know what I mean. The 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 singing, the performance of the song, the execution of it wasn't bad. Um. The content, the lyrics, yeah, yeah. not great. <laughs> if you're a comedian, you don't release that. When I saw that too, I thought it was an emergency thing. So I was like, "Damn!" Just on a on a dime, this thing can turn and like we're friggin' like having like angry shows again. Which is, you know, I'm I'm happy with any show we get. But but then I, I was happy to find out it was like a joke, like a Bob Saget thing. I'm very happy. Yeah, Andrew, it's one of those things as a comedian. Why like you're supposed you got to have some situational awareness. So it's, I mean, I think the only way she can save it is by doing a Louis song. Like that would be yeah. one way to say it. And I have to, I, I have to give a shout out to intern Harrison because as soon as meatloaf died, he took Jerry's tweet and reworded yeah. it. If it's that was just, so like, good. Sorry, Mac Miller, this is meatloaf. And then he does it again for Louis Anderson. I'm like, that's, Good job, Intern Harrison. Good I mean, job. Nikki so, Grazer could save it all by doing a funny song about Louis Anderson in the style of Meatloaf. See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 100% she's back. Like, okay, yeah. like like Mike said, okay, you're right. I fucked up. That was stupid. Like, remember when I did that stupid thing one? Yeah. Like, remember when I used to be funny? Here it is again. Yeah. Yeah, because she was always on roast, right? That's the lady I'm thinking of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's funny. I just watched the, uh, the roast of Rob Lowe one, which was hilarious. Oh, that's old. Yeah, I have I have, I have Paramount Plus now. I can go watch all the old ones. I'm watching Bob Saget today yeah. after this. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, so let's get to the the part of the week Chris can wait to talk about. Um, Absolutely. Cully wants to or would watch a teenager jack off in a movie. I, I was I was confused <laughs> on if on on if it's wants to or would. He said he wouldn't stop him. He he wouldn't like. Didn't he say he would watch? Like, oh, I would definitely watch. Am I, or he, am I that he was up? intimating that he w- he would keep an eye on it. <laughs> he wouldn't say anything until he was done. <laughs> That's so strange, dude. That's... That I mean, I don't. I I guess when when I first heard the conversation, I was like, I would like ignore that or like leave, and, like go to the like like Chris said, go to the bathroom. But Kirk makes a good point. You have to fucking kind of point it out. Like it's just like you almost have yeah. to snitch. That's a teachable moment. Yeah. <laughs> For the poor yeah. the poor young. Uh, imaginary young man that was supposedly yeah. in the theater. What I said, what I said on the 420 show or the 420 pre pre show, or whatever, was uh, 
like I I just yell at the kid and say like figure it out and like point point to the yeah, door, <laughs> you know, like give him the old like letter Kenny and just be like just figure it out, man. And like you're not doing this in here, like like you gotta yeah, yeah you gotta figure that stuff out. Well, I don't know. There's, there's there's no better way to say it than that. Like no, just figure it out. <laughs> just yeah, it's yeah. There's a time and a place for everything. The movie theater isn't where you jerk off, Pee Wee Herman. It's called college. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's called college. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? It's one of the other kind of on this topic. I think what was funny, like we talked about Tim's call and that kind of sparked the whole masturbation talk. And then you get all the different places that Kirk just like, yeah, I did it here, did it here. Everyone knows the suburban story. So that's that was always the entertaining aspect of it. And I and I think even bringing it back to out of theater near me, uh, it, I one, I want to I want to hear Cully on that because I think Dave is like he doesn't hate Chris. But there's definitely some tension there, I, I feel. And I think him going on at a theater near me and kind of give, giving his advice to what to make it better would be an interesting listen for sure. I'm I'm interested in that just because I it's like same, same reason because I, I love Cully. Um, and I'm like, how awkward is he going to be? Like he, he goes all the way in on KMS, but like, is he going to will he pull the punches? I know that's a the interesting part of the Mike episode, too. Um, I. Yeah, yeah, I, I I hope Cully goes on, but we'll you know he's got a lot of stuff going on. We'll see. So I think up- at a, I think at a theater near me is better when he when Chris brings on somebody, and I think he should embrace that he's dipping into the Minifan world, whether it's for personalities or other fans, because that's the crossover anyway. So instead of running from it or trying to act like it doesn't exist, just embrace it. Call it what it is. Let Kirk call you a spinoff show and all that stuff that he's going to do. He's going to break your balls, and we're going to laugh at it. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I think that's good for everyone. Yeah, and that's so, why I got to give him a shout out for his last episode because he had that curator on from Cinema Salem, and it it was great. Like that part, listening to it, that behind the scenes stuff, that was really interesting and cool. Are are both of you 100 percent caught up with the theater near me? You guys have listened to every episode. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard all of them. Yeah, I, I might have missed one in the, but I don't think so. Nice. Um, so, um, what is this his best episode? The, the museum curator one. I would say. Um, so. It's the most professional-ish, you know what I mean? He he yeah. had somebody that's not one of us, and they were talking actual things. And he did, it wasn't like the warthog who had nothing to say. It wasn't like Mike where there's a ton of stuff that he might want to get out about his own doings or the Kirk shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This had nothing to do with the world. Yep. It was just all about the movies. So in that regard, it was the most professional. Um, my favorite so far has been the Mike episode, just because so- I'm a big fan of Black and Mike. Kind of, kind of like leaning on on your point that he should just like kind of lean into the minifans. Um, am I right that that your call this week wasn't the first time you made that offer to Chris? Like, did, didn't you tweet at him like early on? Like, hey, you live five minutes from the loop. Like, you you meet him there anytime. Yes, and he kind of brushed that off at first. Yeah, and then um, there was another tweet. I forget what it was, but I replied to it with. Um, yeah, you know, I'm still available when you want to go to AMC. Blah blah blah, and he DM'd me. So there's that's oh, in the I works. See. Nothing's set. He might say fuck you, um, whatever. But yeah, you know, there's this conversation going. So then when I called the show and tried to bring it up, um, I had more to that call. I wanted to compare AMC Methuen to Cinema Salem, and I didn't know obviously that they had gone into the Cinema Salem closing or whatever during the show. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get into that, and I should have started the call with that rather than just hey, when are we gonna go? 
But I thought yeah. Kirk, uh, which I didn't know until I listened to the show later on. At first, I was like, oh, they're probably shitting on me. And he didn't. He actually was like, yeah, nice guy. <laughs> nice guy, Kirk. Yeah, he just dumped you and was like. Which is disappointing because the times when he's yelled at me or called me stupid when I called or things like that, I, I like better. I laugh at it. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm kind of a masochist for Kirk. When I when I, I reach out, I kind of want him to shit on me. What are you, a fucking moron? <laughs> well, he's, he, he's like, oh, this is the nice stoner guy. Jay's the asshole stoner who gets shit on every time he fucking like opens his mouth. Oh, you know, what I to, you know what I want to ask you? Um do you know what Montante was asking me yesterday about like Jay and Kirk and off? Like, cause, cause I, I answered do. the question and then he was like, you didn't answer the question. I was like, what did you say then? Like, cause I wasn't he was asking, asking if you actually had a good time having Jay on and if you were going to continue oh. to. Oh yeah. No, I do have a good time having Jay on because of the madness. I, the part I don't like is the part like that makes the most sense. Whereas everybody DMing us saying like, or like tweeting at us saying like, Hey, we're going to skip the J part or like, or I listened up until Jay cause fuck Jay. Like I do totally get that, but like, I, I like, I'm a Jay guy. Like I know that pisses some people off, but I like him. I'm, I'm not. And then like John from Scranton's an enabler like that. You can clip that one. Um, John's an enabler, like for sure. Like he's the reason that we have this madness in our world, but I'm just, I just like the turmoil. Like you know, the chaos I, I is a lot point as far as that goes, because it generates conversation and there's no such thing as bad conversation when it comes back to you. Yeah. Um, in this um, situation, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. If people are talking about the guy, then he's getting a reaction. It's, it's like a heel in wrestling. Yeah, um, You want them to boo. Jay is a heel in this world. Um, yeah, and I've always been a fan of the bad guys. But with Jay, it's, it's, it's small doses, and he's great. And in person, he's a great guy. He really is. You can have 100%. a conversation with them and everything, but you put them on a stream yard and forget it. It's 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 chaos. Especially <laughs> if you watch Meeting of the Minds, when they get more than three people on the screen, he's in fucking tolerable. I was just, like I was he, just about to say let's let's end um, like Kirk and off talking about like Minifan content, which every time we bring it up, I always say like it was supposed to be a big part of the show, but we never do it um, because BMD wants to talk about the day of our job from Scranton fight, but. BMD is not here, so let's just skip that. Um, I thought Meeting of the Minds was pretty good this week. I thought John had a good idea having that court reporter on. That was um, actually real. I thought that was good. I'm not, I didn't necessarily like the court reporter girl, his friend Bree. I wouldn't hang out with her. Yeah, not yeah, not anything bad. She's just not my uh, the type of person I would hang out with, and I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way, just personality wise. I just thought it was an interesting idea. Like it was a really good idea, like to do that. Yeah, to go outside the box of what what he's known for. But is, in this world. is there anything more annoying than than those two girls they had out on Tuesday? Those two ladies, the the, the roster girl? girls. Oh my, <laughs> that was that was so rough. To, like like so, I'm every time I'm in uh, like a YouTube chat, I'm always I was, like the Kirk and off logging. Um, and so I was like, I'm trying not to shit on these girls on, under like Kirk and off, but at the same time, I'm like, who the fuck? Like, they're they're the worst, dude. They they make. Like they make Jay look like good content. That's the best thing I could say <laughs> about them. Like, or, or, or like the easiest way I can describe them. And it's like, like J- Jay's a winner compared to them in terms of content. That's one meeting of the minds that I didn't watch that part. I almost took the, the, the tact that people take when Jay shows up. When I saw them come on, I, I've seen them on before. Um, it's not for me. So I just, I ended my viewership at that point. <laughs> Yeah, that was. I, I even said in the DMs, I'm like, can someone just let me know when the boys are back? Because I'm I'm out until I then. saw that I laughed. But, yeah. Oh, Warden Warden was knocking on them the whole fucking time too. That was good. It was it was almost good to to follow along just for that. It was he was, was destroying them. But I got um 
Any other Minifan news this week that we can think of? The last one oh. was just a dozen. Just Kirk dominating on the dozen, and then it looks like they'll be playing uh, Team Chicago coming up with uh, with uh, Rico when he comes back from his um, suspension for rocketing. <laughs> Speaking, so we so we do actually have one last piece of Minifan news I thought of. Um, Chris uh, is a huge fan of the Minifan news. Uh, oh, absolutely! <laughs> so, so much so that he says he doesn't like Andrew. So, I want to—I I like to hear him. No, so, that. my here's my stance on Andrew. When it's you and Bland Mike's daddy, I feel like you guys get on a roll back and forth with what you're doing, and you, you're both almost on the same wavelength. And Andrew comes in kind of out of nowhere with something that's a little online, but not quite. And like a lot the, of times, it's about it, it. More circles back to him. Like like the dozen last week where we were, where we were like we don't okay Andrew we don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah but Andrew doing the news however I find extremely entertaining and so much so that I wish he would do it more like you do the Karkanoff news I wish you did the Minifan news and it was just and it was about like things in the Minifan world with either it's on Twitter or whatever or are the, the shows that are on and just did the same thing but on us nobodies rather than what's going on only what's going on on that show so like say you did it on this show you do the kirkinoff news and you do it about the show right mm-hmm. but then if i know time is a factor and you probably don't have time to do of this course, yeah. bigger than i think but then if you could do like the same thing on a separate 10 minute stream or something and say you know oh this week on the 420 show chris looked like an idiot and uh you know on meeting of the minds jay fucking got kicked off three times or you know whatever <laughs> i feel like with andrew having a real job now that's like attainable like monthly but yeah. that also mm-hmm. kind of was like what the minute like what like minifan news was supposed to be like during kirk and off like we would we tried to like dip into that stuff a little bit but i i, I thought like it was just repetitive because it was like oh hey here's this one new yeah. sponsor here's here's the like the highlights from the show that we all listen to that like we're going to talk about on the show I just that's that that was like my take with like the Minifan news like every time, but I but people do love the news that that's the the number one thing they say to us like so the if one the news segment started the show he could basically set the topics for you, do you know that's what I mean? Good point. Yep, that's a good point. We'll figure it out. We got to bring it back. I think Andrew likes doing it too. Yeah, no, it's it's fun to go back into my old news style, even though it's just for like all this silly shit. <laughs> I, I I do I actually like it for for what I just complained about like a second ago. Andrew can get his dozens take out there Boom. to go explain the whole thing. I can skip over it and pretend I listened to it before I put it into the podcast. Like, and then Andrew will bring it up during the show and we'll be like, yeah, yeah, you talked about that in the news, yeah, okay. Like, and then we just then we just move right on. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, I think that would work out good. Totally, definitely. So, um, I guess when here. How do you how do you rate your second um, performance on Kirkinoff since you were crying to get another one? I never seen somebody cry so much to get back on the show. I mentioned it one time, um, <laughs> one time was, and one time in one DM, and that was that was out of sheer jealousy because I was watching, you know, other members of the 420 group make splashes in the media, whether it was uh, Pat going on the Omegle or Pat coming on with you guys to talk about the uh, uh, the fantasy football thing with Jay. You guys having Jay on a second time, I was like, well, the last time I was on, it was, you know, Buddy said he was too high. We didn't get the theme music, and we were all talking over each other because we weren't as prepared as we probably should have been. But as guests, I don't need to be prepared in that situation. Um, I feel like this one was much better. I got more chance to talk. I'm surprised Andrew let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) 
But um, right. yeah, I like this episode better. I actually said that in the DM just before. I was like, I was like, I am nervous about this. And uh, BMD goes, don't worry. You know, Andrew can fill time. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's such a dick. Um, oh, I, and I, I forgot what week it is, what week it was. And I'm sure we talked about it. But shout out Pat from Amesbury. What a diabolical move jumping on Justin's own Megal and shouting out 420 show. Oh, that listen, was tremendous. Listen, like, a, like what a what a real asshole. He's so great. He's so great. I, I was at work and I went outside for a cigarette break and I saw Pat tweet out 420 takes over the Justin show and I was like, what? Him. And then I, I start getting messages. Just watch Meeting of the Minds or go on and watch this blah blah blah. And I was like, I can't right now. So when I get home that night. I throw it on and I'm just blown away because i was watching the meetings of the mind meeting of the minds feed of it so i have dr vodka and ba and all them is that pat is that pat it's the omegles are funny it's just mm-hmm. it's you can't do it every day no it's gonna lose if he does it if he does it like as a once a week thing i'm not a justin fan mostly because he blocks me because i'm friends with high blind mike High Blind Mike gave him some shit, so he blocks High Blind Mike. I tried to defend High Blind Mike, and now he blocks me, and he won't let me back. But that's fine. I don't want him to. He's not on the show anymore, so yeah, he can I, fade off. I did. I I followed Justin until the day he left the show, and then I'm like, okay, like honestly, no offense to him, but like we don't have any of the same. Like we're not interested in the same things. So like I'm, yeah. I would be more annoyed with him if I followed him, so I unfollowed him. Um, but like so, so anybody who didn't see that, look one here. So I think I said that six times already. But anybody who didn't see that clip, uh, check out Meeting of the Minds. And if not, I'm just gonna describe it because it made me laugh so much. Pat just fucking leaning back, high as balls in his chair, dude, just being like, "Yeah, I got a show, man." <laughs> like just fucking smiling. It's just, it's just I don't. Pat's the best. I can't, I can't stand it. it he built the whole shelf so we, me and Chris didn't have to work yesterday. Um, oh yeah, the whole tent. Yeah, he did that all on his own. Yeah, yeah, we, we're just standing around getting in the way. But I, I love that he came in and grabbed the directions. So I was like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I'm going to do whatever these guys tell me to do or just like keep laughing, like which I did. So yeah, it ended up being a fun day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I, I mean, um, we got buddy. They hit a puffco. Yeah. First time it was that it, it, it's it's like I, I didn't like really understand dabs before that because I just thought like it just sent into this like other stratosphere, like the way people talk about them. And then, yeah, not, I. Yeah, I gotta just do some research. Yep. It's just—it's the same thing concentrated. Like I, I keep saying, it's, it's just much more convenient. So like instead of standing outside and smoking a joint for fucking fifteen minutes, you just sit, take two puffs, and you're good to go. It's almost, yeah. you get almost the same thing. Yeah, that—that's the part of it. Like I, like I, like I didn't understand because I just I thought like, like I said, I just thought you'd be like a different kind of high, like so like messed up. And, but like I think you and Pat always describe it as just, just being like super clean. You know, and it and yeah. it really was. It was awesome. Well, all right, that's a good place to end it. Nobody gives a shit about us talking. <laughs> watch, watch it's four twenty somewhere. Uh, Saturday, Saturday nights, nights, eight p.m. on the uh, what do they call it? The Mincel Productions uh, YouTube page. Yeah, um, like it's tweeted out from BA or John's. Like usually, tons of people retweet yeah, it. Yeah, we we like there. the YouTube views better. It's easier for me to see who's watching, but you can go I on see. whichever you I want. See. That's just Don't selfish reasons. Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, I don't blame you. I we post. I post a show to like on Cully's feed and I'll still log in like on a Wednesday to see how many listens I got. Like, like, like just to see like how many, how many, and I'm pretty, and I know everybody who listens to the show is just like listening twice, like just giving us like the download. Like I know that, but like, I don't care. It's fine by me. Yeah. But, well, this is, this will be a little different show for you then. Cause I think we went off topic a little bit. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Definitely more than usual. BMD is so square. You know, he tries to keep everything between the lines. I love BMD. Yeah. And I, I love shit on him because none of it's ever true. I just make fun of him. It's not, none of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris.